back to First World Solutions, a problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. Help. <laughs> oh, no. Our, our whole routine is out of whack. We're down to one microphone today, and it has really rustled our jimmies. Mm. I can barely see the teleprompter from here. <laughs> our writer's room is completely out of, out of sync. We can't see any of them. They can't feed us the jokes anymore. This is our chance to take back control. Oh my god, I can say anything. We're not a mouthpiece anymore. <laughs> we are unshackled. Unshackled from these chains of speak. Oh no, maybe we should chain back in. <laughs> Quickly, get them back, get them back. I'm starting to realise why we signed up to do this in the first place, this, this normal way. Welcome back to Freeform World Solutions. You know what I hate? Big problems. But I don't get to talk about that. No, we don't. We'll talk, we'll talk about small ones instead then. Will that make you happy? Uh, I feel like you're reverse psychologizing me. That's the word, isn't it? Yes. Close. <laughs> to, to reverse psychologize someone is to tell them a thing and hope. I like everything that you just said. I'm on board with it. Let's talk about small things. It works. You want the tiny problems? Is that what we do here? I forget. We do tiny problems. We do minus gripes. Gripes is a great word. For right. I like that, yeah. Can we be called the gripe patrol? We no, because that implies that we have to do a lot more walking than I would like. Gripe yeah. surveillance. Gripe mm, surveillance. That doesn't sound as glamorous. It also sounds fairly voyeuristic. That's also true. Gripe patrol managers. So we've got underlings. Gripettes. How about the gripe lieutenant? The gripe lieutenant. <laughs> gripe lieutenant. Gripe... Okay. Gripe right tenant. Gripe submarines. Wait, is that the promotion? I don't think you become a submarine post-lieutenant. No, Private, <laughs> corporal, lieutenant, no, sub. Yeah, you Plane, get, you get train. Pro- you get progressively bigger Major. with every promotion. <laughs> until eventually they have to start using you for some other purpose because you're taking up too much room in the hangar. Mm. <laughs> the submarine <laughs> hangar. Where submarines are hung. I love that idea of just like a private coming in on their first day and being told to clean the submarine. It's like, careful, that's, that was Lieutenant Jack. <laughs> that is my father. <laughs> I like the idea of promotion of submarine to marine. <laughs> I quite like that. Are you saying that submarines are just lesser evolved marines? Well, because you have like pre-teens and then teens. So I feel like submarines and marines. <laughs> and it is a well-known fact that marines generally bigger than a submersible vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> We've all learned something today. So now that that military training's out of the way, perhaps we should dive in on a problem. I, I'd like that, yes. Tom, mm. do you got a problem for me? I got a problem. This one comes to us from Jessica Cahead on Reddit, thank you, who says, I was craving eggs and bacon this morning, but my husband woke up early and surprised me with pancakes. Bastard. I can't, I, I can't believe someone would do such a thing. Mm. I, I mean, fix number one, get the hell out of there. This is broken beyond repair. Well, hang on. She might have said eggs, bacon, flour, and milk, in which case you just need bacon and you're back to you're back to the good good breakfast. She yeah he he, he may cut into that pancake. Maybe she didn't think that maybe there was bacon in the pancake. Maybe it's a bacon package. Interesting. What so it's kind of like a breakfast delivery system. It's not actually the breakfast. Well, no, you know, there's like Cake Boss and those kind of people who make food that looks like bacon, other food, but it's cake. Maybe this is. Well, no, this is bacon that looks like a pancake. It's it's disguised. Oh, eggs and bacon that looks like a pancake. Eggs and bacon that looks like a pancake. <laughs> so he brings you a plate of pancakes and you kind of disappointedly poke at it at a fork only y- for it to crunch. Or, or yolk come out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be horrible. That's so disconcerting. Oh. This big weepy stack of egg pancake. Oh. oh. Weepy pancakes. Oh, that's absolutely disgusting. So this I understand. 
Morning food can be tricky and for some reason it's been codified into society that one of the most romantic things you can do is bring your partner breakfast in bed. Mm. However, it's incredibly difficult to get right because morning cravings are, by their very nature, random, fleeting and often quite irrational. This is why you always do a buffet. Yes. Like a continental. This I love. Because it will take a little bit longer. It'll take a little bit longer, but some of it's banana, so that doesn't take long. You get banana and you're done. But people don't get, they can't get mad at you for not making enough. If you bring someone one slice of toast and then lots of other things, they can't be like, well, I wanted toast and you didn't bring me more. Interesting. So what you're saying is bring them one of every breakfast. Yeah, like a small portion, like a thimble of yogurt and like the sense of an egg. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you say that they can't get mad at you for bringing enough. I feel like they can get mad at you for bringing too little. But if you bring just enough, like a multiple of one thing, mm. they'll be fine. So what I'm suggesting here is Noah's breakfast art. I was just thinking the about The food Noah. came in two by two. Well, that's that's fine for some things. Two rashes of bacon, mm. two eggs, but two, two melons. Two you know, yogurt. Two bowls of porridge. What else? What else is breakfast food? Um, beans on toast. Two beans. <laughs> two beans <laughs> on two <laughs> slices of toast. <laughs> is this all being served in an arc? I, th- I it, think the toast is the arc, maybe. It's, it's oh. gotta, an arc's going to be the only thing big enough to fit all the stuff in. <laughs> mm. And I feel like some, some assembly will be required, so I think that the surprise will be somewhat spoilt by all the construction. <laughs> and are we, <laughs> are we doing, like, sort of a two-foot scale arc, or are we, like, ramming down the window of the bedroom? <laughs> I, th- I think what we're doing is... I think we take the story of Noah's Ark quite literally, but we kind of bring it down to room scale. Okay. Um, so God flooded the world. Um, what we do is flood the bedroom, but with maybe like breakfast mimosa. And then we float in a kind of like dog-sized arc across that to our partner on the bed. Okay. A room flooded with orange juice and Prosecco would be the stickiest thing. But also tasty for the brief moment in time. And also, let's not forget this aspect of it. Definitely a surprise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very few people are going to expect that. But again, I will say there's the preparation element of it. Where are you going to store the ingredients for that big a mimosa? I mean... I live in a flat. There's nowhere that's going to go. Washing machine. The pipes. Oh, the pipes. I didn't think about the pipes. I never think about the pipes. Replace your water supply with a mimosa supply. Speak to the company. They'll sort it out. Get the men in. Get the men. The mimosa men. The mimosa men will come. Mimosas? (laughs) <laughs> Mimos males Mimansa? No. We'll go with it <laughs> So once they visited We can then start preparation on the Ark Now I heard tell of it being a bread based boat Is that still on the cards? I think Like a very big bread bowl Will yeah. that hold up to the mimosa torrent? I mean what kind of bread is it? Is it a big pitta? You're going to have to varnish the bottom of it <laughs> Like any good I've never thought about varnishing bread in my entire life, and I never want to again. Varnishing pitta. You could have varnished that pitta. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a horrendous euphemism. Okay, so we've got the base. Okay, so we've got got varnished pitta Mm -hmm. for the base. What are we varnishing it with? Marmite? Mm. I feel like Marmite's probably got some water (laughs) water protective (laughs) properties no one knows about. Okay, fine. So that's on the bottom of our boat. Okay. So what what do we fill the hull with? Well, here's the here's where it gets interesting. You can't go from Marmite to yogurt. That's too much of a jump. True. It's got to be, You're... you've got to take a step so that by the time you get to yogurt, every step made sense. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a journey up through the arc. Yeah. If that makes sense. So we do levels. So More like Mar- a trifle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. So at the bottom, we have Marmite. Do we then do kind of other spreads? 
that slowly get more and more to do with savory things like bacon, eggs, etc. Yeah, I mean something like peanut butter is going to be yeah, like smack bang in the middle. And exactly. peanut butter is a good kind of glue to hold the the bottom together. Oh, 100. percent I was thinking we use that for cement. So we've got sedimentary marmite. Yep. On the outside. On and the, and the very inside. And yeah. The very inside. Yeah. The very inside. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of levels. It's good to going to be good to clarify at this point early on. All right. So peanut butter. Then you move up through your marmalades. Yep. Yes, I like that. From apricot to strawberry. End on the sweetest. Does yep. that mean we then have to have fruit under bacon? Well, no, because you finish on a strawberry jam, and then that goes into actual fruit. So you have the, yeah. like, the components of a fruit salad. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. We're then into fruit salad territory. How the hell do we then transition to the savoury breakfast? You go into uh, the meatier fruits. Like a melon. You put an orange inside yogurt so it looks like an egg. <laughs> so it's not just taste, it's about the whole aesthetic It's a as visual well. thing, yeah. Right. The visual part of this is going to be very important. <laughs> Presentation is everything. It's also load-bearing, so you've got to make sure that you get it right. Don't Heavy stuff on the bottom. Oh my it's the God. only way it's going to work. Okay. In that case, then, are, like sausages are ballast then? Sausages. Are the cannons. Oh, I like that. Scrambled. <laughs> no, because Noah's Ark Noah's had Ark. a lot of cannons. It's not miniaturized. <laughs> <laughs> two and only two of each that, animal. That I really want to read. <laughs> the idea of, like, God flooded the world and then just there came the reign of pirates. Yeah, and God, it's just... God flooded the world. <laughs> Noah thought he was the last man. <laughs> he was wrong. <laughs> like, I can just imagine just, he's just, like, tending the penguins and then there's, like, a... So we have to run up to the top of the deck and he sees two boats on the horizon, but obviously they don't have cannibals. They've only guys, got animals. Guys, guys, the other boats were things like unicorns and dinosaurs. And oh, Noah beat them all. That's why no. there's none left. <laughs> there were dodos on a pirate boat. There were dodos on the pirate boat, and they weren't very good at sailing. So Noah got rid of them. <laughs> and they weren't allowed to go onto his boat. He took no prisoners. And so that's why they're gone. Dinosaurs, too big. Sunk the boat. Yeah. Uh, unicorns, Don't... you know, the horns kept piercing the insides of the hull. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? Um, no, that was it. Those are all centaurs. Things. Centaurs. Uh, centaurs were their own little pirate clan. Yeah. They didn't last too long. No. Horses notoriously afraid of water. Yeah, not mm. very good navigators either. No. no. <laughs> just kept going round and round in circles until yeah. Noah just shunted into the side of them. Yeah. This has been a spectacular tangent. We were in the middle of making a breakfast boat. Mm. I think we got basically to the end of the breakfast boat. What's important is that the breakfast boat, much like a mixtape, represents you and your partner. So it's not about what we tell you to put in it, it's what your relationship tells you to put I in see. it. I see. Okay, fair enough. So there are things you can skip if maybe it doesn't quite align with who you guys are. Yeah. Dietary yeah. requirements. Also, oh, uh, God, what are you going to do about, like, a gluten-free bread arc? What if we did, like, uh, glu- rafts? Glu- uh, gluten-free bread cakes. is basically wood anyway. Yeah. So mm. that's actually probably a slightly better boat base. Okay. You don't love the idea of many, many rafts? I mean, yeah. Made of rice cakes? Oh, that's quite... I do love it. So, regardless, this always begins with the mimosa flooding in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's just a different style of boat every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you wake up and you smell orange. You're like, oh, no, it's happening again. <laughs> I love that so much. Like, the fact that, like, for some people, they go years in their relationship without having breakfast in bed. So oh, that yeah, yeah, happens yeah. and it's just, like, a big moment. It's the couples that do it, like, every month. This is mm. going to be a big investment, and you're going to have to really do your research into types of boat. I think it's a one-time thing. I think yeah. it's first time meeting the parents, first kiss, like first Ooh. night you stay over, first night you flood their apartment with orange <laughs> prosecco. It's all, it's all there. Yeah, you're right. It's I just think... another stage. I mean, you say it's the first time. I feel like the first time you flood someone's room with orange juice and prosecco and proceed to 
batter them with a boat made of breakfast foods. That's probably going to simultaneously be the last time you do that as well. But they'll be expecting it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it Much gets like a proposal, mm. you're not expecting it at the time, but you're expecting it, you know, roughly yeah. when. See, I do like the idea that this will catch on to the point where, you know, it's conversations already just like, oh, like... I've been with him four years now. I realise like, he's never brought me breakfast in bed. Am I with the wrong guy? That is going to turn into, yeah, our room is dry. There's yeah. no Prosecco or orange juice I, anywhere. I brought him in. And Look he... at this bedroom. Not a single stain. <laughs> he didn't even check the skirting for water sealant. I don't understand. I don't know what to do. Do I break up with him? Like, I thought he was going to you know, start work on the bread arc when he brought home a giant baguette, but he just had it with soup. Laughed in my face. Terrible. That's how you know. That's how you know. So in conclusion, what was her name? Jenny? Jenna? I deleted her. I don't know. Jennels? No. Noah. Noah. <laughs> in, con- in conclusion, Noah, your you idea with the animals. <laughs> your idea with the animals was solid, so we're gonna jack it. Fixed. Fixed. Perhaps, Oscar. Yes. You could help us out. Perhaps. This one is from Jackie, that's at Jackie Bassey on Twitter, who says, Today's life lessons. Dropping one's car keys in a lift straight down the lift shaft as the doors open is not a good idea. Fuck me. It's really horrible to think. That is... Oh, that's... That's not a little problem. That's a big... It's a big problem. I mean... I mean, they're little keys. <laughs> it's a big lift, though. But a big lift. What if it's a tiny car? Mm. I don't think the keys scale to the car. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think limo car, drivers then? have got keys that are like 10 inches long? <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. One button per tyre. That's much funnier. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's the solution. (laughs) Bigger keys. Then they won't fall down the shafts. I like the idea of catch keys. Like inflatable ones, much like an airbag system. When they feel themselves falling more than a height of four feet, they just deploy a big airbag. I mean, they've got, like, you put a little floaty thing on keys for boats Mm. so that they don't sink to the bottom of the... Wet bit. Wet bit. Um, as things sink. Do. Really did, really did throw a spanner in the works there. Huh? Well, no, because I wasn't, I wasn't any closer to saying the right thing. Oh. Wherever will I go with this? So they've got them with boats, so you don't lose them in that way. But I think the odds of dropping your keys down the little bit in a lift, you look down directly as you exit one, that gap is so small. Mm. It would only fall down if you if your keys fell exactly sideways. And so I think the odds of that happening... Like, I've had it before where I've dropped my phone on the floor towards that gap and it's landed like at a 90-degree angle from the angle it would have to land to fall in. So I've gone, whoa, that was close. Again, chaos theory dictates that that would have happened that one time and there's countless other times where it would have just gone straight down like perfectly and yeah. just crashed mm. to the bottom of the lift shaft. So... Well, I mean, your li- your airbag idea works as a kind of... I, th- I think the airbags are onto thing. something there, but we need something that will immediately sense when a droppage has occurred rather than just mm. you're moving it. The thing with an airbag, though, is that it won't be obvious to people before it gets deployed. They need to know their key's safe. Okay. So I like what you're saying about if it falls at a certain angle. You know, like, manhole covers are a circle so that they can't fall down the hole. Mm. So maybe we make all keys spheres... But, okay, so in your strange circular future, how does one go about unlocking a car? Oh, it's just got, like, a, a concave yeah. divot that you just kind of slot your sphere into. Yeah. You just... It would definitely make a little... So, like... It's like it's, it's, a, it's like a perfectly circular thing, yeah. but the inside 
of there's like a divot and that divot is your key yeah. basically it's kind of like ridges inside that go all the way around that's the unique shape of your car yeah and then it only fills in when you put it in i mean i'm seeing an inherent flaw in that you could get a piece of plasticine and just squeeze it into this divot and it would go well it's filled in all those gaps but it's bluetooth so it's fine oh you didn't tell me it was bluetooth obviously that's well, i thought be fine. that was obvious oh, it's silly. a bluetooth key Every, everything has bluetooth everything now. has bluetooth now right kids <laughs> so instead of patting yourself down for your car keys, you pat yourself down for your car balls. Okay. Um, the I think they, I think they, already. I think they come in pairs. Yeah. Maybe we can sell like soft. Um, you don't want them to be hard in your pocket. You don't want them to be hard in your pocket, but they are going to be quite hard. So maybe we sell like soft sacks to carry them in. Something like that. Sack, well, sacks for car balls. Uh, now, do you reckon there's a natural place to keep these? Because mm. in your pocket. You're not always going to know they're there. Like I have a thing where I kind of use a carabiner to clip my keys to my belt loop. Yeah. So they're just kind of always there. So I can just go for a little like check. Yeah. And but if sure you if you clip it to the side, you're going to be a bit off kilter. Yeah, a little bit because they're quite heavy. Like I think you might need it a bit more central than that. Mm. How much give does this um, bag that the ball's going in have? Um, depends. it's got a bit of bounce to it. It I depends think. how warm it is outside. I think. And why? Just felt right. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. I can. I, I, that, that that can be a feature. That's fine by yeah. me. Okay. So the warmer it is outside, the lower the sack of balls hangs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what you heard there was the natural end <laughs> of a joke. I can't take that any further. No, no. <laughs> you did impressively well to carry yeah, well, the torch that far. Well so, car testies. <laughs> it's out in the open now. Car There's balls. no secrets anymore. Car yeah. balls. Car are balls. we are we married to car balls? <laughs> yeah. I was going to okay, say, okay. can you think of a cleverer name, but there's nothing clever about no, the last couple no, of minutes. <laughs> this is not highbrow material right now. Let's not try and pick it up no, out of yeah. the gutter. Not at all. Mm. I mean, that was the initial problem, wasn't it? I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many penis slash testicle words can we get with car puns in them? Um, mm. Under cock lock. What? Under, <laughs> under, under cock lock. Because they're under your cock and it locks the car. Oh, um, okay. It's not any worse than what you said. <laughs> car sack balls. <laughs> oh, hang on. I've got, a good, I've got a good one. Car balls. Yeah. <laughs> What about testicars? Oh, no. testicars no. isn't bad. Come testicars. on, it was right under our nose. I hope it wasn't under testicars. our nose, but it was. <laughs> it was right in front of us. Testicars, little scratchy leather sacks with two car balls inside. Why that you swing onto your car <laughs> <laughs> and place gently onto the little bit? Okay, cool, cool. You, and you move the you move the point in the car. You unlock it to the hood. So you have to like gently place them onto the hood. <laughs> Is this the very best or the very worst thing we've ever done? Oh, it's definitely the... Oh, no, I don't know which one it would go. <laughs> no. Simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly both. <laughs> These are Schrodinger's balls. Exists until the, the podcast... <laughs> Schrodinger's balls. <laughs> Schrodinger's balls. Uh, well, if they're cut, maybe Schumacher's balls or something. I don't know. I want to move on from this section. I, <laughs> I wish I knew more about cars or the male anatomy. <laughs> Damn. I wish I either had balls or a car. This would have been much funnier. You're not bit getting better than Testacar. Yeah. Don't try. Testicar. <laughs> that in itself is upsetting that we're not getting any better than that. Mm. All right, then. I'm going to get us out of the gutter that I put us in. <laughs> uh, with my own prompt. I mean, I could stick us with cars. Why not? Or we okay. could go back as long, to food. As long as we do like a contractual promise right now that there is no... 
testicular mentions. Can't do it twice. Okay, let's go for this one about hotels then. This is a first world problem from In Triple Time on Reddit, who says the outlet of my hotel wall is close enough to use and charge my phone at the same time from my bed. Great, so you'd think, but not comfortably. Oh, okay. Now, this is, I mean, this is relatable, very much so, because I have a very, very short phone cable, Hmm. and there is a plug just behind my bed, which is extra handy, so I can basically plug my phone in and charge it up, and it rests just on my bed within easy reach of me pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. However, if my phone is on very low battery, which it frequently is at about 10 at night, it must remain plugged in. I often do a phone call late at night, Mm. uh, talk to my girlfriend. I can't keep it plugged in and put it to my face. So I have to kind of like tense the wire as much as humanly possible and lean my face at the strangest angle in order to actually be on the phone whilst getting some juice in so that my phone doesn't die. So if anyone comes in, it looks like you're trying to get as close to the phone call as possible. Near enough, yes. Like, you know, when people shout on the phone because they think that helps people hear them. Not a distance thing. (laughs) Tom, it's not a distance it's not, thing. It's not a distance thing. Please stop. But no, I do understand this. So what we are needing right now is a fix for this exists. It's called the extension cable. Or speakerphone. Mm. Or also that. But this idea of it's there and you it can reach the bed. Yeah. So realistically, like an extension cable feels like a waste. It's you, a waste you, of money. Yeah, absolutely is. So what we need is a way of making the situation you're in more comfortable. Maybe instead of an extension cable... Something that extends the bed towards the phone. Are you talking about a bed that you can control with like a remote control type situation to move it closer or further away? I wasn't, but I love that. Are you talking about RC bed? Are you talking about RC bed, Joel? RC bed. RC bed. Now, I think it's very important that we don't call it RC bed because that sounds like (laughs) the wrong thing. Okay. (laughs) Well, what do we call this then? You can call it radio control bed. Bed RC. Mm. I think RC is difficult because it sounds like something else. So, okay. before we go too far into this, let's work on the name. <laughs> let's workshop this out and let's find the product underneath it. Okay. Um, Sleepmobile. The Sleepmobile. <laughs> you're, you're just crushing it with these names, man. Um, Anyone top of uh, that? Uh, what's a car name beginning with B? Broom. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the noise a car makes. Um, bed. Drone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we can we just appreciate the fact that Joel's only suggestion is bed. <laughs> bed. <laughs> Full stop. But like lower lowercase b is like a kind of Apple style rebrand. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A yeah, soft yeah, yeah. launch of. Bed. Hang on, hang on. It's bed, but it's an acronym again. Baby, extreme drive. <laughs> you joke. There's a there's a function on my phone here. You bring it up. You open it. It says bedtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple's like, hey, try bedtime. And I'm like, that's a. You didn't make that. I've been doing that for a while. You're not. You didn't new- make bedtime. <laughs> You're not ahead of the curve on that one. Very strange. Bed rebrand. Yes. You're going with the bed rebrand. Are we going I, to throw Sleepmobile out to the street? I think bed, <laughs> full stop, yeah. and then in smaller font, an RC Sleepmobile. An, an RC Sleepmobile experience. Yes. Okay. Brought to you by First World Solutions. <laughs> Brought to you by First World Solutions. Brackets. It's a bed that moves when you tell it to. Close brackets. Open second set of brackets. 
but it does not respond to you telling it you actually have to control it with radio controls as stipulated with the earlier use of RC. Close bracket, asterisk, buy it. Asterisk, asterisk. Man, this is where joke's gone. We, we, we used up a lot of space on this. Yes, we did. Someone just fell asleep on the typewriter. That's right, typewriter. You can fall asleep on it and it repeats letters. I don't know how keyboards work. Right, so bed, a sleepmobile experience. Yes, that's fine. That's great. Okay, so how does it work? Do you have an app that controls it or is there a wheel jutting out of the middle of the bed? <laughs> Why that... There is only one correct answer. I mean, it's obviously that. Does it also have like the uh, little foot pedals that you got for um, game peripherals for racing games? Absolutely, now, it does. Wait, no, now hang on. Are we doing racing peripherals? Are we doing Battleship or are we doing Barrow? All good options. Yeah. Okay, how about a fourth option? Gundam. Like big mech controls. Like... Dead mech. Come on, Tom. <laughs> No! <laughs> what you're describing is a mech with cushions in it. I've got a new name. Bed Barrow. Instead of Wheelbarrow. Ex- explain yourself. Like a wheelbarrow, but it's a bed. bed okay, bed, so bed what barrow. you're saying is... The only way you... that works, you're describing sleeping in a wheelbarrow for a start. <laughs> you're, not, you're not reinventing anything, you're just going to sleep in a wheelbarrow. Also, and he, I just like the idea of him just curled up in it. No, this is my bed barrow. It's like, no, Joel. <laughs> I paid £500 for this. You're just homeless. The um, man said it was a trend. <laughs> such, a, such a sucker for men telling me things are trends. <laughs> Hang on. No. Now, I like the idea of a, of a, of a bed barrow. However, it relies pretty crucially on someone else pushing it because it's quite hard to propel yourself exactly. in a bed barrel. Otherwise, you'll get in bed, get cosy, realise the phone charger's a bit far away, get out of bed, get to the handles behind it, pick up a whole bed yeah. and <laughs> wheel it a slight distance. And then get back into the bed and plug your phone and go, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a lever, so it's fine. It's easy. That's I, my problem. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stage a coup here. I think we solved this with the RC bed. <laughs> yeah. And yet bed barrow is just taking us backwards. Okay. Bed, barrow and beyond. So does it does it have a wheel? Yes so or no? RC bed, it does have a wheel. Um, Voice control. <laughs> bed, left. Bed moves right. <laughs> no, left. Did you say bereft? <laughs> bed starts crying. Why can you understand bereft? <laughs> Who programmed this? <laughs> Bed won't stop crying. The bed has a wheel, but it's just a microphone. <laughs> it's a it's a big circular thing in the middle that you can turn, but that only turns it on, and then you have to speak into it. Yeah, it's an omnidirectional microphone. Everybody hurts by REM starts playing. <laughs> you are no closer to a charging port. The bed weeps. Okay, so what are our control words? Okay. Okay, yep. so hang on. What does the wheel do? It's just, it's just a the microphone. The wheel's just listening. Okay. Yeah, the wheel's always listening. Um, so basically what you have to do is, I don't think left, right, etc. it's going to understand that well, but it's probably got a good like kind of map of the room built into its system. Mm. So I think you have to yell out like landmarks or walls. Okay, so... Bath- to D4. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly it. It's a chessboard system. Okay. A yeah. bedboard. A bedboard, Chess exactly. bed. I like, I like chessboard, but that's just what there is. <laughs> I need to stop. It's just the thing that Wheel it is. chess. <laughs> Wait, I've got a great one. Backgammon. Wait, no. 
Okay, so you, you tell your bed where to go with absolute instructions. Yes, because there's a grid-based system. So you know the charger is in D6. Okay. But your bed can only reach up to D4. Mm. So you have to go kind of where the wheel is, is the pointer. That's where it is on the grid. And you know the wheel's on C5 right now. Mm. Okay. So you've got to go like... Bed to C6, and it will slowly shuffle all the way over, and then you'll be right next to the charging port. Now, what if there's something in the way? It will be obliterated very fast. Yeah, it's moving at speed. Okay. Um, I feel like there's a mortal engine situation in which just kind of like mechanical hands drag whatever it comes into contact with under Mm. the bed, into the bowels of the bed. I mean, that is intriguing. To feed the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong, it saves on batteries. Maybe it's a bit destructive. Maybe how, we how do. How big is your room? You can afford to do this. Yeah, maybe it's more like bumper cars. Mm. So you install a wireframe on the roof, mm-hmm. or the ceiling, the inner roof, the roof within the roof, the roof within the roof. It's metal. Bumper cars. Mm. The bed is attached. The tables are attached. The desk is attached. But if you go into the desk, which is I'm presuming all, all the point the charger's on with too much speed, you'll tear the charging port out of the wall. Mm. You got to limit the bumper bed. What if, we, what if we install the bumper bed, and that's how the bed gets its power, and then maybe we just get an antenna for the phone that connects to the electric ceiling? <laughs> really? <laughs> a cable that goes up instead of across? Joel, you're a genius! But I want to drive a bed! Yeah, but would you, you rather... Can. <laughs> whilst using your phone anywhere in the room. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather have exposed wiring hanging from the ceiling? So what we're saying is, install the bumper car system on the roof, you can charge your phone from that. That's the problem solved. Yeah. The bumper car bed, <laughs> bed sleepmobile experience, that's just for kicks. That's just an extra. That's just an extra. That's just turning your room into an all-day party zone. You'll never get out of bed because you'll have mangled <laughs> your limbs. <laughs> bed can go everywhere else. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. You can bring bed somewhere else. All is bed. All is bed. Okay, so we're, we're going with the, the roof. The, the bumper car power generator, basically. Yeah. Do we have a catchier name for that before we move on? Bumper bed. Bed bed because (laughs) no bed because bed per bed per okay obviously obviously that's (laughs) you prick we I don't think we've ever come up with so many solutions to one problem none of which are (laughs) good (laughs) the trouble is power roof is good no it isn't yeah it is (laughs) for whom those who want to charge their phone on the go on the ceiling yeah yeah. Imagine that, like you you walk in the house and you're like your phone is low on battery. You don't have to find a charging port. You just get the antenna out the top of the phone. You just keep going, just mm. keep pulling it until it touches the ceiling. Bam, juice. You can yeah. walk anywhere now. <laughs> it's going to be difficult for people who have phones with metallic backs. They are going to get some some surges. The yeah. first wave will kill many. It's true. But to be perfectly honest, I feel like we haven't been sticking true to the roots of this podcast for a while. There have been no deadly implements. Mm. For a good 20 episodes, let's be honest. Mm. I challenge you on that, but I can't think of examples right now. So, you so you're not going to challenge me on that? I, no, I'm saying <laughs> I, I would. Would that I could. Would that I could, but I simply don't have the attention. What's important is that if people are careful, it won't be dangerous. The Much st- like... The story of most dangerous knife things. Knife juggling, chainsaw juggling. Gun juggling. Gun juggling. <laughs> Juggling's dangerous, Juggalo but not the juggling. Thing. Yeah. Are we done with this? <laughs> thing we're done with. <laughs> Power roof. Power ceiling. Glass. The glass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> There's no glass involved, but... It's the only phrase to do with ceiling <laughs> you can think of. Or the debt ceiling. <laughs> the debt ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> call this the housing crisis. 
That's a better name, actually. Install the housing crisis, crisis. in your roof. <laughs> it will definitely be a crisis for your house. Right. I think we've done a stellar job this week. I agree. Of so. solving problems. <laughs> but let's see if we can't move on now and go to our but better section of the show where we don't look at problems anymore. We look to the future. We look to the things that might be, the things that we can bring in prior to any problem. Prefixes. That's a word. I've got a suggestion here from either Tom or Oscar. I don't know which. That's part of the fun. I'm going to read it out and we're going to have a chat about it. Oh, it's an acronym. T-A-E-H or T. Now, I am had I, an acronym I, for this. Am I pronouncing that right? T. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, why not? Cool. Um, I had an acronym for this and it was really clever. I did not write it down. The idea being that the product or something is a way to make something less hot, spice-wise, after you have eaten it. How to remove... How We talked about this last week, I think. Or the week, we whichever. talked about Scovilles last yeah. week. What's, yeah, and we, talk, we touched on anti-Scovilles. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a way. You've put too much spice in a food. Okay. You put too much heat on some meat. And then you want to deheat said meat because it has defeated you. Well, what is the best way to undo the spicening? The spicening. So what you're proposing is a system where you can almost, like, while it is in your stomach slash throat, take the spice away. Yeah. And your caveat is that it has to fit to this initialism. Yes. Okay, that's the challenge. Yes, it's twofold. Okay. What's the solution? T-A-E-H. T-A-E-H. Maybe one more. The anti-extreme hot. I mean, it's confusing because it sounds like it's a hot that's anti-extreme. I know that enchilada comes from the word, like, spicy mouth. This enchilada am hot. So, the anti-enchilada helper. Okay. Maybe it's a bot. Maybe it's what, a little... like, inside you? Maybe? Nanobots? We can't, we can't go... The same reason why we weren't allowing clones <laughs> or robots for all. We can't have nanobots as a fix because that's a fix for everything. Mm. But what if they're, like, very short-lived nanobots? Maybe you have to inject them no, no, at the point the of use. Life. Yeah. You eat something spicy. You go, mamma mia, I need my te. You find a vein. <laughs> Any vein will do. <laughs> Any vein will <laughs> do. That lesser known Andrew Lloyd Webber song. <laughs> 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 and uh, you send in the te, which I have. I, what does it do? What does it do? What does it do? Someone what? pick up the baton. What is heat? <laughs> like, that's the thing. You're trying to anti mm. that. So, what is heat? It's, you, it's your inside throat mm. and tongue. Feeling too overstimulated. So yeah. Okay. Calming down. So we need to numb it. You need to numb. You'd like Bongella. See, interestingly, I don't think Bongella numbs. Bongella kind of coats. Yeah. So okay. it would simply seal that spice in. What mm. I'm suggesting is we fight fire with fire. You burn it out quickly. You burn those nerves. Then you won't be able to taste anything. But you won't get the spice. Also, this is like... this is extreme. Measures. This is, you've accidentally eaten a Carolina Reaper without realising. Mm. Okay. it's just about to slip down your throat. So you hold it on your tongue and you go, fuck, I've got to do it. I've got to, I've got to deploy tear. Stick a little needle in your neck. Like a little EpiPen. A little EpiPen. And yeah. literally from Tepipen. kind of esophagus upwards, everything gets flash burned. Just in like a big burst of flame. Scorched earth. Scorched earth, which means there is, there's no more damage to be done for the next day. Because like, it's like, you know when you burn your mouth on the roof of a pizza? Yeah. Yeah. That burn the roof of no, your no, mouth. No, 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 you had it yeah. right first time. <laughs> when you burn your mouth on... When on you burn... The, uh, fuck me. When you burn your mouth on the roof of a pizza, <laughs> go on. 
I can do this! <laughs> when you burn the roof of your mouth on a pizza. What? Which on part the of roof. the pizza? <laughs> um, shingles? <laughs> the when you the burn your mouth shingles on the roof pizza. Oh, no. <laughs> when you burn your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> on the moat of the pizza, yes. <laughs> Fuck it, we're keeping all of this. When you burn your mouth with pizza, you can't feel the roof of your mouth for like the next day or so. Mm. It's completely like weird and crackly and like a bit inflated. You've but there's no blister on the roof of your mouth. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying blister the entire system. Oh my god. Blister the system. Blister. Um, <laughs> I I would argue that would hurt more. A mouth wide, entire throat sized blister would probably be worth than some pain. Yeah. Well, the thing is though. This is what I'm saying. This is this is extreme measure. This is spice that you know could not kill you, but put you through something you'd never hope to go through. Let's take a step back. I'm just saying the blister system is on the table. The blister system is on the table. That can be our last ditch. What are you, in, out of interest, what would you inject to do this? Carolina Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> but distilled. None of what. Just, just with tiny flamethrowers. There you go. Let's take a step back and think... Maybe this isn't really a fix. This is probably causing more problems. Doesn't seem like a fix. Maybe we need... That's never stopped us before. Maybe we need to go back to the anti-Scovels. Okay, okay, okay. So, what is the spicelessiest thing that you know? Bread. Bread, okay. So, like a bread shake? Pre-chewed gum. I, I don't that, know, because no, mints... Like, yeah, like, mints sets yeah, it off. Yeah, there's some stuff. No, no, that's something pre-chewed, so the flavour's gone. No. Okay. That is could, the absence Could of we not stretch to flavourless gum that isn't preached? <laughs> you had to buy the mintiest gum you could find and chew it all out. Uh, what is it? Juicy fruits. Juicy fruits. Okay, and then what's the least spicy fruit? Banana? Uh, a peach. Melon, peach. guys. Watermelon. That's water, just water, me- though. That's just water. That's cheating. I think, pe- <laughs> I think peach is... Yeah. So peach gum. Okay. Oh, even that doesn't sound very nice. No. No, but it might be nicer than... Burn mouth. See, yeah, that, a mouth blister is worse than peach gum. Okay. The way, the way, I, I agree. The the way my mind just went off just then is I had the idea of somebody like taking this and immediately realizing I've made a mistake and yeah. popping this kind of emergency gum, much in the same way that you'd see smokers do the same thing with mm. like Nicorette gum. Mm. Okay. Then that got me thinking: Could a patch system work? So you take the spicy food and you realize mm. what's about to happen. Simply discreetly apply like a kind of patch to your neck. That is infused with, I don't know, melon, peach, whatever the the anti scoville unit peach is. Essence. That can kind essence. of just soothe it on the way down, catch it as it's coming. So a peach patch, mm. a peach patch, maybe with some milk in it. Where are you applying it? I'd say like Adam's apple. Okay, so you eat something spicy and then you go, yes. Which is actually a pretty common thing, I think, if you had something that spicy, you would kind you of do. clutch mm. your throat, I think. <gasps> like... Exactly, you try and stop it coming <clears throat> down, whereas this time, you accept that it's coming, but the peach patch just kind of helps it so guide on down. The peach patch, is this something you pre-apply to your hand when you're about to eat something spicy? Yeah, no, you kind of like fight to get it out of your bag. A preemptive pre-applied peach patch. I like a pre-applied peach patch, especially if it's preemptive. Okay. Because that way, like, you put your napkin on okay. your neck, so that's not going to get saucy. Mm. And then you, that would be. and then you preemptively place your peach patch your on your palm. Yeah, yeah. You personally place your peach patch. No, you, you you place your personal preemptive peach patch on your palm. Upon your palm. Yeah. Upon your palm. <laughs> um, and then you're ready to eat. And then you you crack in cutlery or by hands, whatever. But then you're ready to clutch at your throat desperately. 
Should you need it? Mm. I see. Okay, so it's kind of relying on the base human instinct. The reaction to spicy food is to clutch the throat. So we've pre-applied it to the hand, so it's already ready to go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. I'm finally there. So, the final test, everybody. The acronym. The acronym. How do we apply this to something, 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 hand. Yes. Okay. okay. The after effect hand. That's not bad. I like the fact that we're all starting with the... After heat eating hand. The afterburn eating hand. <clears throat> the afterburn... Mm. What's a word to like, remove? Begin the afterburn eradicate hand. Extricating hand. E extricate implies you're moving it somewhere else. Yeah, well, where else is it going to go? <laughs> yeah, peel it off, drop it to the side. And the heat's on the floor. <laughs> we can have like the sanitary bin and then the peach patch. Scissors a hole in the floor. Oh. <laughs> I do quite like that. Okay, so what was it? Transferring afterburn... Eradicating heat. Okay, so it's kind of like a sentence. Yeah. So it's the peach batch, and then the acronym afterwards is transferring afterburn, Tra yeah, eradicating heat. Yeah, there you go. Transfers afterburn, eradicates heat. It, that's the... That's the... That's it. That's USP. the tagline. It's good. Is it grape? I thought you said, is it grape? And I was like, no, it's peach. It's peach. <laughs> grape is also Grape is also pretty suitable. We could grade it as well. Maybe if you're only going to have like a jalapeno or some like nachos, a bit of chipotle on. Maybe you only need ketchup. melon, yeah. ketchup, ketchup flavor patch. <laughs> so, a kitschy ketchup catch all. I have one last banner to throw in the mix because I'm pretty sold on the mm. peach patch. Can we have a reverse system? You're dealing with some flavorless, bland food, so you have a spice patch ready to go to give you that sensation, to give you that heat. Oh, that goes on your forehead. <laughs> okay, okay. Get that heat and directly in your it's brain. It's a long cylindrical um, stop. <laughs> Stop. I'm proud of the peach patch. I think I'm proud of the peach patch. I, yeah, I think the acronym was maybe a bit too much of a challenge for us, but we got something which was transfers afterburn, eradicates heat. There you go. There you go. So it's not so much a branding as it is a description of the product. I helpful suppose. mnemonic. Yeah. Happens when somebody gets like spicy stuff in their mouth. They like look around. They don't know what to do. Like, <gasps> and everyone at the table goes tear, tear. Transfer the afterburn, eradicate the heat, tear, tear. Can't, tell you, can't tell you the number of times I've been at a restaurant and people are shouting that at me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Tear, tear. <laughs> and there you go. That's another great fix that we needed, that we didn't even know we needed, but that Oscar has birthed into our lives. With my mind womb. And on that note. Very genital heavy this episode. Very. I wouldn't say a womb is a genital. A womb is part of a genital. Very heavy genitals this episode. Very heavy genitals. <laughs> those carb <laughs> those carbals are solid titanium. Sagging in the heat. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to end this show for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed the show and you want more people to listen to it, you want more people to talk to about it, then share it around with your friends. Uh, get out there. Send them a SoundCloud link. Send them an iTunes link. Those are the easiest ways to listen. There's probably other ways that we don't even know about. We're pretty underground. We're pretty hip. We're probably on the dark web. Oh, God, I hope we're on the dark web. <laughs> I hope we're the only thing on the dark web. <laughs> we're going to talk about car balls. Welcome. That's pretty duck shit. But the government can't hit see you, so it's fine. <laughs> Non-government sanctioned carbals every week. If you've got any first world problems or gripes or thoughts of your own, you can get in touch with us through Twitter. We're at FWScast or through our SoundCloud directly. We actually got a lovely message this week from Silver FTW. So shouts out to them. And if you've got any 
nice word you want to send our way through that or the Twitter, don't hesitate. We love getting some kind of feedback that what we're doing is good. Uh, if you do want to email us directly, you can do so at fwscast at gmail.com. If you just want to tweet out your problems, uh, we do check them every week before the show. Uh, so we look for the hashtags First World Problems and First World Solutions, and we'll try and do something with it. On the theme of telling us how we're doing, hey, we're on iTunes. If you could leave a review, that'd be great. Do you like the podcast? Do you not like the podcast? We hope you like the podcast, but please tell us either way. Leave us a review. Hit the subscribe button if you like it. Share that link around with your friends because it really helps us out sharing that iTunes link around. But in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. Clang. Clang, clang goes the trolley. <laughs> no, it was a car ball. Oh. <laughs> They are very loud. <laughs> they look ridiculous. I've been Oscar, sorry. Should be ashamed of yourselves, both of you. I've been Tom. No problem. No problem. No problem.